Hello, and welcome to another interview on UK Column. And you know, this time, there's no doom, there's no gloom, and there's no bad news, because I'm so excited to be able to welcome back Jane Placker. Now, as you will all probably know, Jane Placker is a wonderful, qualified herbal practitioner, and we've interviewed her before, and her big message then was invest in yourself. And I think that's going to be the message this time. But for those of you that didn't catch her first interview, then please just go to the search bar on ukcolumn.org and put in invest in yourself, Jane Placker, and the interview will come up. But without further ado, let me just give you, uh, let's go through a little bit of housekeeping because as always, this is holistic herbal medicine. And as such, our interview is for educational and information purposes. So if any of you should need to seek medical advice for anything, we would um, really encourage that you would seek medical advice of your doctor. So with that said, and with the housekeeping out of the way, I'm just going to say, Jane Placker, welcome back to UK Column. You are a qualified herbal practitioner and you have a BSc Honours in Herbal Medicine, a PG Cert in Nutritional Medicine, and you're a member of the College of Practitioners of Phytotherapy. Welcome back, Jane. It's lovely to have you back. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Debbie. How are you? Well, I'm learning, Jane. I'm learning and I'm really delighted that, you know, our interview today I know is going to be upbeat and I know a lot of people are fed up with the doom and the gloom and the bad news and and they want solutions to to to, to problems and they want answers to questions and I know that you're there to support people so we're going to talk about a lot of things today including just for people to, to whet their appetites we're going to be talking about energetics Ah, see, I've been doing my homework. Pine needle tea. We're going to be looking at some herbs, and I think you're going to be talking to us about a wonderful spring tonic that's going to get our immune systems all prepared for whatever's to come. So, Jane, let's just start off first, I think, with a lot of people ask me, especially in the current climate, pine needle tea. Tell us a bit about pine needle tea and the benefits of it. I'm a medical herbalist, just to remind everybody, because I've had a medical training, which means I can uh, look at scientific research and interpret it as well. Um, and sorry for the person who, who noticed that I didn't answer your question last time on uh, pine needle tea. So here we go. So pine needle tea, the pine trees are very interesting itself anyway. Um, and it's full of vitamin C um, and pine needles and spruce and fir are all pretty similar, uh, not to be mixed up with yew trees, of course, um, which are medicinal but are toxic uh, out in the wild. So pine needle trees, pines with the cones on them uh, and uh, yew trees have red berries that also shouldn't be eaten. <clears throat> so pine needle tea is a uh, really nice uh, taste and smell. We all know the, the lovely invigorating smell of pine. It, it's rich in vitamin C. It's got five times the concentration of vitamin C in lemons. Um, probably not as much as chilies, but um, a considerable amount of vitamin C. 
and it can bring relief to conditions such as heart disease, varicose veins, skin complaints and fatigue. It's uh, also got lots of uh, high levels of vitamin A, which is good for your eyesight, helps your hair and skin regeneration and improves red blood cell production as well. Um, it, It can help bring you clarity and mental clearness of thought. It it can also help with depression, with obesity, allergies, and high blood pressure. Uh, It's got antioxidants in in it, and these reduce free radicals, um, which are harmful to humans and can cause disease, so it mitigates the effects of free radicals. Um, Interesting fact, the, the Taoist priests used to drink pineapple, pine needle tea, as they, they believed it made them live longer. And, um, and there is researched evidence that pine needle tea can actually slow down the ageing process. Um, <clears throat> and it's antioxidant, it's anti-cancer, it uh, deals uh, with TNF, it's antimicrobial and antimicrobial, and it's anti-aging because it affects the metabolism. Um, it's also cardioprotective and modulates the immune system, and that's because of the pro-anthocyanidins that it contains as well. So that's pine needle tea. And pine, pine pollen is also good. It's uh, thought to be an aphrodisiac. So you can collect that in, in, the, uh, in the late spring, early summer. Um, we have a lot of fun on the beach, going to the sand dunes and collecting that. It goes all over the place, so you inhale it as well. But um, it's, uh, it's quite an expensive tincture because it's so labour-intensive to collect it. What, what, what I find fascinating, Jane, is that herbal medicine, um, for novices like myself, we think sometimes of herbal medicine as will go, is a go-to when we become ill. But what I'm fast finding out is that herbal medicine is there to support your immune system to make you to, to maintain you, if you like. So to have these um, herbs and pine needle tea, for example, every day. I mean, is that what we're saying? We're we're not saying you know go rushing to the pine needle tea if you've got a problem, but actually to maintain and on top of that so that's the number one question so number two question which kind of goes with it which is why I'm I'm saying them together is I know the lovely smell the aroma of pine needles and of course when you go and pick up your Christmas tree there's a million different pines Um, how do we know which pine needle is for what and then what to do with it look it up basically, and look at different sources of pine needles. Um, There's loads of uh, herbal, um, you know, I don't want to go into all the Latin names because it'll just go over people's head. Look at what's sold, general pine needle, pines and spruces. I mean, if you can identify those, you can identify which ones are, are okay for you. And on a pure practical, do you boil them? Do you dry them? How long do you keep them for? Do you use them fresh? All of the above, basically. So you can keep some to dry, you can use some fresh, and you can uh, 
pour boiling water on either fresh or dried pine needles and um, it'll make you a nice tea. Steep it uh, for a while, 10 minutes or so, and then you can sieve it and drink it. This is like most herbs as well. So if, if you've got it fresh, you're going to get the volatile oils that are in herbs. And, and uh, you can use nice, the Chinese use nice cups with little hats on that you can keep the volatile oils in. Um, otherwise, you can store them in a jar and use them as and when. I wouldn't recommend using the same thing every day. I use herbs to maintain me, as you say, and I would take different things uh, depending on how I'm feeling. The same way with supplements. You know, I might feel that I need a particular supplement on a particular day. But I, I have a lot of fresh juice. Um, so I'll juice in the morning with green juice, um, oranges, ginger, usually ginger, usually lemon. Um, but then other days I'll have a smoothie and I'll put berries in and plant milks. So I'm always mixing things up. A varied diet is the most important thing, I think, um, in terms of what we eat. And we eat quite a limited amount of vegetables, really. So more wild food is very good for us. And that's why I wanted to talk about spring tonics and uh, wild food that we can pick and use quite easily. Jane, we've talked about pine needle and pine needle tea and, and how to make it. What I didn't, what I didn't realise, um, because believe it or not, I'm actually not a tea or coffee drinker, but what I didn't realise was that there is special like teapots and sieves and strainers and things called diffusers that I didn't even know existed. So my mum has a herbal tea and she was over the moon when I bought her a teapot with a, a little diffuser inside it where she puts mm. the herbs so that obviously she hasn't got to use a tea strainer. All of these different little bits of equipment are so valuable. As we've addressed pine needles, before we come on to a spring tonic and other pieces of equipment, I'd just like, because I know you've very kindly um, supplied some pictures, so perhaps we can just slot in a picture of pine needles there for people just so that they can see what we're actually talking about. And then maybe we can move on to a couple more pictures that you've provided for us. So perhaps we can talk about dandelions, because everyone talks dandelions but as you as you quite rightly said in our previous interview the the flower the stem uh, the leaf they all work in different ways so if we can pop up a picture of the dandelions that would be fantastic and maybe you could take us through how useful they are in your world and hopefully in ours dandelions are out at the moment so if you go out to pick the flowers <clears throat> or the plant itself then pick them when the sun's been on them, when they're wide open and uh, when it's dry as well. So you'd pick your dandelion flower heads, bring them home, leave them inverted on a surface so all the little bugs can come out of it and wander off. And then you're ready to uh, dip them in batter and fry them or take the petals off. Yeah. Um, take the petals off uh, to put in a salad. 
and uh, it's a bitter, basically. And it's very good for the kidneys and the urinary system. Um, we talked a bit about the doctrine of sig signatures, I think, last time. And um, yellow flowers are thought to be good for the urinary system. But, of course, it's not a, a rule of thumb. But um, it's quite interesting to know, notice which plants do address uh, each system, although I should be avoiding that kind of terminology, really. Um, so uh, the leaves... Um, the flowers, the root, they're all edible. Uh, the stem, not so. But the stem can be used. The latex in the stem is apparently good for nettle stings and better than dock. Um, uh, but you can also use plantain as well, which is a wonderful um, plant as well, which I'd love to talk about. But we haven't got time for everything, unfortunately. So... The, the dandelion leaves you can use in salads and you can eat them directly. They are very bitter. Um, you can cut out the, the stem of the leaf to, because that's the bitterest part. And you can wilt them a bit, which makes them a bit less bitter. But in, in our modern times, we're eating so many sugary things and we should be having bitters because bitters will encourage our digestion. It encourages, um, it's a sialagogue, so it, it encourages salivation in the mouth. And we know that digestion starts in the mouth. Um, it also helps the esophageal secretions as well. It helps um, the, the um, hydrochloric acid in the stomach and it helps further down the digestive system by producing bile, the sialagog, and um, it, it helps the urinary system as well. Because, as you know, it's uh, called pissonly uh, in France, and which means wet the bed. Uh, it's a really effective diuretic, and in comparison to something like furosemide, which is prescribed, um, it doesn't let your body lose the potassium that it needs. In fact, there's potassium in the leaves. You don't lose magnesium and you don't lose B12, which you do with furizamide. So it's replacing um, what you, you need in your body. Um, the root itself that can it's a really long tap root and you can um, pick that it's full of calcium as well so people chew it to help the, their teeth and the mineralization of their tooth in animal um, <clears throat> I, I tend to cut it up into small pieces so that um, it's easier to dry what you were saying there was um, very interesting about dandelion being a diuretic which of course encourages people to spend a lot of pennies and many people that are taking furosemide do because there a lot of people actually that are prescribed furosemide are reluctant to take it because it, in, it involves having to spend a lot of pennies and if they're disabled or they're vulnerable often they find it very difficult to keep up with the amount of times they need to visit the toilet so um, they do lose a lot of fluid and often that does, the potassium does have to be replaced. So the fact that 
all of this is in a, a herb in well in a dandelion is is phenomenal to me it's amazing um I think I I think I was a bit surprised when you said you could fry them. I didn't know you could fry dandelions. That's absolutely fascinating. But what I also picked up, and I know that you want to talk about as well, is the importance, and you were talking about, you know, it increases the saliva um, and encourages you to chew, presumably. And tell us about the importance, Jane, of chewing, because I have to confess, you know, I've often eaten my dinner very quickly because I've got something else to do or life takes over or the phone rings and and, and you, you swallow down what you've got as quickly as possible. But it really is very important that we chew a lot more than we do, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and I, I find um, with a lot of patients, they'll tend to not honour their food in the way that they should do. We're all in a hurry. We're, we're trying to do things quickly. We're trying to do three things at once, which doesn't work. We do three things inadequately or confuse ourselves. And it's important to take time to eat. And it's important to take time to prepare food as well. And I know that's difficult for a lot of people. Um, but with using raw foods and raw, for example, dandelion leaves in a salad, you can just improve the salad with a bit of wild food. So you make your ordinary lettuce salad and you just put some dandelions in it or you put some dandelion flowers in it. There's loads of uh, edible flowers from the garden. I mean, I People quite commonly eat nasturtiums and things like that. Um, and it gives it an attractive look, so it looks much better to eat. So when you sit down, uh, some people bless their food before they eat as well, just put their hands over it and bless it, so that you're preparing your body to receive the food. When you eat, when you start to chew your food, it releases amylase in the mouth. And that's the first um, part of digestion and probably the most important part of digestion is grinding your food and taking time over eating it. So as you, you taste the food, you salivate more and it digests more easily. So if you wolf it down like a like a wolf or a dog they don't have amylase in their mouths they digest everything in their stomachs and they can eat anything you, you've seen it if you've got a dog you take it out and it'll just eat anything that's on the street it's got really strong acid in its uh, stomach that will kill anything basically um so they do wolf things down we don't we need to digest slowly we need to um, allow the food to go down the esophagus into the stomach acid and be in smaller chunks. And then when the bolus of food goes through your digestive system, it's more manageable. We've also not taken lots of air in as well, so we'll not be burping afterwards as well. It's common sense. It's taking your time. And, and I know that, and I, I really do want to come on to to energetics and taking time with food in a minute. Um, but we've got so much to cover. And I know that you've provided another photo, another picture 
of something else that people talk a lot about, which is nettles. And of course, we're talking about things that are surrounding us. We've got dandelions everywhere, especially here in the UK. Dandelions everywhere. We've got nettles everywhere. So talk to us a little bit about the benefits of those and what we should do with them. All parts of the nettle are, are really good for us. And it's full of vitamins, minerals, full of vitamin C. So it's a really good spring tonic. Um, it's got vitamin A, it's got silica, it's got iron, uh, it's got quercetin in it. These herbs have so many phytochemicals in them that work synergistically and energetically together to, to help you, your, support your body. And your body will take what it needs from the herbs as well. I think that's important. With nettles, there are loads of phytochemicals in them. Uh, the constituents are formic acid, histamine, serotonin, choline, minerals, chlorophyll, amino acids, lecithin, carotenoids, flavonoids, sterols, tannins, and vitamins. I mentioned the vitamins A and C. Um, nettle's main plant chemicals are acetophenone, acetylcholine, agglutinins, alkaloids, astragalin, butyric acid, caffeic acids, carbonic acid, chlorogenic acid, chlorophyll, choline, cumaric acid, folicin, formic acid, fridolins, histamine, camphorols, caproporifin, porphyrin, lectins, lecithin, lignans, linoleic acid, uh, neolevel, palmitic acid, pathogenic, panthothenic acid, quercetin, quinic acid, scopolatin, uh, cytosterols, stigmasterols, cynic acid, terpenes, phyllosanthin, and xanthophylls, uh, which is an enormous list of chemicals within the humble nettle plant. Um, so we tend to use the, the leaves as um, a spring tonic and uh, we also use the nettle root um, and it's good for uh, a specific for BPH. I think I mentioned that last time, uh, which is um, precursor to uh, prostate cancer. So it's a very good male tonic. Jane, I think what's very interesting there was when you were reading out that hugely long list of chemicals, or I think, did you call them phyto, what did you call them? Phytochemicals, yeah, plant chemicals. That's right, phytochemicals. When you were reading out that huge long list, I was recognising names of allopathic um, medicines and um, ingredients, if you like, within that list. And I think that this is an important time um, before we jump on to the next subject, because I know we've got so much to cover. But I think it's an important time to just highlight to people how important it is, is if you want to go um, down the herbal route and to explore herbal medicine, please take advice from a herbal practitioners such as Jane because everything that you're taking now or have been taking whatever medication that may be even as much as the a paracetamol needs to be considered when you're using some of these herbs because obviously 
I'm presuming, Jane, that you need to know medication of, of what somebody's on because some of these things could interact with chemical medicines or allopathic medicines that a patient's already on? Definitely. Um, there are interactions. And what many people don't know is that um, medication will take things from their system that shouldn't be taken out. It'll take out vitamins, it'll take out minerals. Um, so we call them drug muggers because they're mugging you and taking what you need um, for your system and for your health. I mean, there's a huge difference between herbal medicine and what I call Rockefeller medicine because we don't uh, try to suppress symptoms at all. Symptoms are indication that an indication that your body is healing itself. And so the last thing you want to do is to stop that process. So, um, I mean, the, the longer I work in herbal medicine, the more I realize uh, that any suppression of symptoms is dangerous. And research is catching up with this as well to find out that um, simple things like paracetamol are causing lots of problems further down the line. Remember, this kind of Western medicine's not been going for a hundred years, so we've not seen the long-term effects yet. And, you know, I mentioned um, to you about steroids the other day and the, the problems with topical steroids causing huge rashes in urtica uh, with people in a rebound effect. And because it doesn't happen immediately, people don't necessarily associate it with the, the treatment they've had previously. Uh, but anything we take into our body is going to affect us sooner or later. That's why it's really important to have clean food, clean water, clean thoughts, and uh, to ensure our health. Yeah, it really is. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely not just one thing is it it's a multitude of things that we have to do we have to change our lifestyle just mm. to finish on perhaps the nettle segment yeah. um we're, we're going for a walk um we've got our basket because I do love to carry a basket don't like plastic bags or um plastic containers so I do do love a basket so I've taken my basket I'm on a walk and I see some nettles and what struck me, and this is where I'm going to bring in a little bit of the energetics, because I think it's really important that um, you say it's very important that we ask the nettles if it's okay to pick them, and mm. um, we might not get the we might not get a yes, so we might have to move on. But you say how important it is to be grateful for their properties, to ask them if they're ready to release their properties for us, and that to be drawn to to certain areas perhaps. So when we found our nettles that are allowing us to pick them gently um, and we take them home with us, what do we do with them then? Uh, well, we can put them directly into boiling water and uh, make a tea out of them or we can dry them um, and usually we'll hang things up to dry and if they've got seeds on them then we'd put a paper bag underneath the plant to collect the seeds 
and nettle seeds are very nutritious. So all throughout the year, um, nettles are, are good for us. Now, the stinging effect of the nettles is not necessarily unpleasant for everybody. And um, it used to be, they used to be used by the Romans, I believe, to um, beat their knees if they had rheumatoid arthritis. And I think if you do have rheumatoid arthritis, then having um, a bit of nettle sting is going to help because it brings the, uh, the, the blood to the joint that has the pain. And some people actually like it. And I don't particularly like stinging nettles, so I will wear gardening gloves when I go out and I'll clip them with a little pair of clippers. I think I might join you with the gloves there. Um, I've had many, many an encounter with the nettles. So, yes, I think I'd be going on the gloves. So thank you for that, Jane. And I know that your final picture that you've brought in to show us is cleavers. So yeah. I don't know anything about cleavers. Please tell us what this is that we're looking at now. Well, they're called Sticky Willy uh, locally here. Um, and it's Gallium aparine, and it's a really good lymphatic tonic. So uh, you can take it in different ways. I like to juice them. They give a lot of juice. Um, always be cautious when you, where you pick your plants from. So make sure there's dogs haven't been around or it's from an area that hasn't um, had bad things in the soil. So make you, because they're going to pull that up from the soil as well. This is what plants do. Um, and just cut it and uh, you can soak it in cold water if you wish to, or you can make a, a tea out of it, or you can have um, make a tincture out of it. Now, tinctures we make with um, alcohol and I make little tinctures for myself and I decant um, tinctures. This is a hawthorn tincture uh, because I get hypertension and it's um, what we call positive inotropic and it helps the pump of the heart but also releases the vasculature. You can make these yourself with 40% vodka on hawthorn berries or flowers and uh, leave them for six months, then filter them and decant them. So really easy, you know, just put them in a cupboard and leave them for six months and then you've got a wonderful medicine. So simple. Things do take time. This isn't... Um an overnight that this isn't sort of waking up in the morning deciding to go and pick some nettles i mean yes of course you can make yourself some nettle tea that same day but if you're going to want to make something like a tincture and you're going to be using stuff that needs drying um i'm presuming that to dry i've i've only ever dried dried flowers hydrangeas and stuff purely just as decorative but i'm used to hanging them upside down do you have a room where you, you've literally got things hung upside down to dry? Well, I put them on my balcony, actually, which gets a lot of sun. 
Um, one thing I forgot to say about picking plants, and you mentioned about asking the plant and, and respecting the plant, is don't take too much. You don't need much for herbal medicine, and, but you need to leave some for other people and for the plants to sustain themselves. So, you know, if there's a patch of dandelion heads, just take a few and go somewhere else and pick another few. They're all over the place and you'll have a nice walk on the way as well. So, you know, don't, don't just decimate the place. You know, it's, it's not monoculture. It's not agriculture. It's wild growth, which needs to be respected. And there's plenty to go around. You know, we've got it all. We're very lucky here in the UK in that we've got an awful lot around us. Um, I just want to bring you back to one thing that I I, I was watching some videos of, of how to make some preparations. And I was absolutely shocked, I'm not going to lie, when I saw that tinctures were being made with vodka or gin. Um and it's Brandy. like, wow, uh, yeah, absolute alcohol. So what about people that maybe don't want a tincture alcohol-based or um, are worried that it's alcohol-based, perhaps for children, et cetera? Because I, I must admit I was surprised. It was the last thing I expected to see. But then thinking about it, yes, of course, it makes sense. But explain to us a little bit about your use of alcohol with your tinctures. I use vodka, yeah. 40% vodka. And some people think if you um, make a, a, um, have a slight amount of tincture and then pour hot water on it, then the alcohol will evaporate. I don't really subscribe to that, but a small amount of alcohol is not bad for you. I, I don't drink myself, but uh, I do take herbal medicines. So, uh, but there are alternatives. So there's um, dried herbs. So this is a elderflower, peppermint, and yarrow, which is wonderful flu tea. So we get seasonal flu twice a year, which is our body clearing out our cells and um, is to be welcomed, not suppressed. So... Um, I buy this and mix up my own elderflower, peppermint and yarrow tea, which is wonderful. Elderflower, also you can eat the flowers and you can make a tempura batter and fry elderflower flowers and make a lovely wine out of it as well. Um, oh, and you can make nettle beer as well. So we're, we're tending over to alcohol now, aren't we? <laughs> We are indeed. I mean, this is a phenomenal. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I've been watching YouTubes of people making making these um, tinctures. And it, it really is, it's, it's absolutely incredible. I would recommend, but I think it's very important. And you'll see that at the beginning of the interview and in the accompanying article, we'll have Jane's email address where you can email Jane. And maybe if you're in the Manchester area, you may you may want to go and visit her for a consultation because I do think that this is such a big subject. We do need experts like you to advise us because it's it's immense. And and I, I do I do actually really want to address one thing with you that I know um, some people may find um, surprising, but we do have licensed cannabis in the UK, don't we, Jane? Mm -hmm. And I know yeah. that you've got some with you now. 
explain to us about the licensed cannabis. I'm not talking about that. I know that cannabis to smoke is still illegal in the UK. So what can we actually get and how can it help us? I sell this particular brand uh, and there are others on the market. Um, this is Green Zania CBD Brothers sell cannabis paste and oil. Uh, Potique, this is from Norfolk, I believe. Um, it's good for pain relief and it's um, you can use it topically. A lot of people use it with their animals as well. And um, it's a good anxiolytic, which means it relieves anxiety. Now, most people are anxious because of the last three years and everybody's suffering from PTSD. Um, it's important to calm people. And, and I think people need to take a, a slower view of things these days. You know, gone are the times that we should be rushing around. We just take, need to take a bit more time and reflection and uh, think about our health a bit more. Think about the impact for our children and grandchildren. These products have had Sorry, the THC removed. So the tetrahydrocannabinol is the stuff that makes you high. Um, normal organic um, cannabis that you'd find, cannabis sativa, growing wild in places like Jamaica is, is a balanced remedy. So it's not got too much THC in it, which a lot of um, things that people smoke illegally have too much THC. And in fact, they, they are um, hybrid, if not genetically modified. So things like skunk, I wouldn't recommend um, anybody taking because it can push people over the edge, especially adolescents who perhaps are tempted to be smoking uh, those kind of, of illegal drugs. Um, so you could say herbs are drugs, but I, I, I don't think they are. Um, drugs often have a single effect with a single product. Uh, synthesized product and it will have a specific effect but if it, it it doesn't have the energetics that herbs have and it doesn't have a synergistic effect either and our body expects natural foods to be coming into it so once you start to ingest things that aren't natural they'll overload your liver because your liver will be busy processing them. Also, um, some things get stored in the fat of the body, the adipose fat of the body. So if the body doesn't know what um, a certain um, chemical is, it will just store it for later to deal with later. When we're fully nutritionally able to expel this stuff. Now, a lot of people aren't getting the right nutrition anyway. I think they did tests to find out uh, dioxin was in a lot of adipose tissue because there's so many insecticides used and herbicides used. You know, it, it's practically a death cult. Why are people using things like Roundup still? You know, it sh should, shouldn't be on the planet. It, you know, antimicrobial, why are we concerned with eradicating things? We, we need to keep a balance of life. 
we have staph aureus all over our body. When we lose balance, it can overwhelm us. And you have things like MRSA in hospitals. So, um, you know, we just need to maintain ourselves gradually and to maintain the balance between the bacteria that are, live with us and don't get out of kilter. I think balance um, is absolutely huge. And I think the importance of herbal medicine from where I'm sat particularly is this huge support to the immune system to keep our immune systems healthy. I think that's one of the big messages that I'm getting. And I'm also getting very clearly the message that we all do need to slow down. You're absolutely right. You know, slowing down when we're preparing food, slowing down when we're eating food, everything needs to be slowed down. Because I do think that the last three years have traumatized people, everyone. Mm. I don't think anybody mm. has, has been immune from anxiety at some point in the last three years. And, and I think, you know, people have suffered from depression. People have been very frightened. People have been locked, locked up, not in the sunshine, getting vitamin D. And I think now is no better time than actually to say to you, Jane, let's let's make a spring tonic. Um, for everybody that's watching and listening now, um, we're coming up to summer, although you wouldn't think it in the UK at the moment. Although it's sunny, it's still fairly cold. But let's make a spring tonic for everybody. So take us through um, your very own spring tonic for us all, Jane. Well, I would use the three plants that I've already mentioned. So dandelion, nettle and cleavers. And I'd probably use something like um, Jack by the Hedge. <laughs> which grows everywhere. This one is a bit of a sorry, sorry um, specimen because I picked it yesterday and it's wilted a little. The uh, flowers are a bit like wild garlic, um, but obviously it's not as pungent as wild garlic, but this grows everywhere. Um, I, I got it from um, my local community garden and uh, so I know that the soil is good and it's not depleted. And you can juice these together or you can cut them up and put them in a salad. It's just important to have wild food in, in your diet and to eat with our, our family and friends, to eat together, to break bread together, to be able to talk and by, you know, at the dinner table. Nowadays, everybody eats separately in different rooms. It's, it's not good. You know, we need to get back to the family and the heart of the family is, is the dinner table, the kitchen table, and breaking bread and talking about how the day's gone in a relaxed way just makes such a difference to, to our lives. And it's so easy, isn't it? I mean, what, what you're saying really is, yes, have, have your salad like you would normally have, but just sprinkle some dandelions, some nettles over it, 
just to add to that, Salad, we're not, nobody's saying you have to do away with one thing in order to bring in another. We can blend things together. Um, I mean, it, it really is quite remarkable that you can get so much from around you if you look if if you actually look around you. Jane, let me because I know that we're coming up for time and. I mean, there's going to be so many more interviews, I know, because we've got so much more to learn. But even I knew about the benefits of ginger for maybe nausea, for example. Mm. Um, and I do know what wild garlic looks like. So if I'm out, I, I know what wild garlic looks like. Yeah. But if you were on a desert island, there would probably be lots of beautiful herbs around you. But if you had to take one herb from home, from the UK what would your herb be? I think it would be meadowsweet. Now, this grows by ponds, so hopefully there'd be a pond with fresh fresh water in it and maybe a bit of running water, so there might be some watercress. But I really have an affinity with meadowsweet um, because it, it helped my mother so much. Uh, she was... Uh, in and out of hospitals, suffered through exploratory operations, and is a lot of the reason of why I'm, I'm a herbalist now. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's just a beautiful plant. Um, it's white, it's white, tall, fluffy flowers, and uh, its habitat. It smells of, of, aspirin because it's got natural salicylates in it and it's also really protective for the stomach so if you've got a jippy tummy uh meadowsweet will help because of the salicylates in it it's good for a headache as well so headache and digestion so a nice one to have to hand um and i make that myself as well i go and pick it up in scotland usually and in Scotland at the moment, there's a, a research project going on where people are living on wild foods for a period of three months. So we'll see what the results of that are. They should be glowing with health after that. Well, I'm certainly going to be looking up Meadowsweet, but how would you go from going to Scotland to asking your Meadowsweet nicely, if you can pick it, to putting it in that bottle? How did it get? from Scotland into your bottle? What did you do in between to it? I tinctured it, so I put it in alcohol. But of course, if, it, if I was treating, uh, if I was uh, supporting a child's health, I would put, make a glycerite out of it. And there are so many different ways you can prepare herbs. So the glycerite is very gentle and um, can, can be really good for children. Chamomile glycerite. Uh, Napita cat, cat mint glycerite to, to calm children, um, lavender glycerites. Any, you can make any kind of preparation. You can put stuff in honey. You can uh, put herbs in um, acetic acid, in apple cider vinegar, you, just to preserve them. All the old ways of preservation are what we can use now. So some herbs, well, medicinal mushrooms in particular, they need um, different chemicals extracting in different ways. So you would decoct them first with hot water 
Um, so it's a, it's a longer process than just having a herbal tea. It's boiling them in, in hot water. And then you put that, um, that resultant mixture into alcohol so that the alcohol would pull out other chemicals from it as well. So some, some medicinals need different treatments, but that's where your herbal practice comes in. And it's great to do. It's wonderful to make something that you can then use with your family to make, make them well. Do you know, I was just about to say this because I've seen so many YouTubes of um, herbal practitioners and they open up their cupboards and, and it's just like it's full of these quirky little bottles with handwritten <laughs> labels and um, they've all been made with love, um, complete yeah. love and passion. And what I hear from a lot of herbalists is they say, when you first start um, exploring the world of herbs, people sometimes can get a little bit too enthusiastic. So they can buy loads of herbs from all over the place and then they go out picking huge quantities of herbs only to find that they're wasted um, or they're not able to use them. So I think it's really important, as you said, to just get what you need at first and start small. But I think it is really important for people to consult people like you, to be honest, Jane. I mean, I know that I know a little personal story of mine just last week, I was quite amazed um, because my son had a very bad sore throat. Um, he felt like he had shards of glass in his throat. And I'd, I'd got um, a pot of herbal, <laughs> it was from a herbal practitioner, of heather honey. Um, and it was a Sunday evening and, you know, he was talking about phoning the emergency doctor. And I got out this pot of honey. And even though I had it and I believed in it, I didn't really quite believe how effective it was going to be. And at six o'clock in the evening, he couldn't speak. He was having to write things down on a piece of paper because he couldn't speak. And at 10 o'clock at night, he could speak. And he said, oh, I, I feel a lot better. And the only thing he'd had was the honey and lemon to go with it. So I was very surprised at the effect. Now, I'm not saying that all everything that you take is going to have that immediate profound effect, but I was very surprised and I was delighted. And I think sometimes we rely too much on going straight to the pharmacist because it's it's easy it's handy without thinking about what we can do for our own families so when these practitioners are, are opening their cupboards and you're seeing all of these amazing array of bottles it really is an act of love isn't it it, it, mm. it truly is an yeah. act of love and i think this is where you bring in energetics and being respectful of, of the herbs that you're using. And, and with uh, honey as well, I mean, I used to um, like to get French tilia honey, lime tree, lime flower honey, um, because it has a very calming effect. Uh, but if people start simply by just extending the range of their food and then perhaps making salves, balms, you know, to protect their skin, with things like calendula, which, as the name suggests, grows every day, flowers every day, calendula, like the calendar. And it's so easy to make, to, to put the flower petals in olive oil, 
heat it up in a bain-marie and then um, filter it, put a bit of beeswax in to the, the right consistency that you like with, with your... Um, with your salve. And it, I mean, you can reheat it and let it cool until you find the right consistency and put more beeswax in or more oil in. It's so easy to do, but it, it's wonderful to be able to make these remedies. And, and the bees make their own remedies, don't they? Propolis is wonderful. You can buy propolis cream. Um, really good for acne. It's antimicrobial. Um, bee pollen. I put it in um, in smoothies along with other um, things like veabob powder and uh, collagen powder. So just experiment. You know, it, it's it's like cooking. It's just an experiment, and you can get plenty of recipes from reputable sources as well. I can feel a part three coming on, Jane. For sure, I can feel a part three. But I, I, I am looking at the clock. And before I mm. hand over to you for your final word, there's one more little subject I'd just like to explore with you because I know you've got some goodies next to you. In equipment, because, you know... What do we need um, in our kitchens that will help us? I always think of maybe a pestle and mortar and things, boring things. But you came up with fishing nets. So explain well, to us what you do with fishing nets. This is for when I go to uh, to Scotland to get my meadow sweet. And uh, this is how I dry my herbs. <laughs> There's some in there, actually. There's some uh, lavender in there. Oh, yeah, and that's from last year. So it's still, you know, I just haven't dealt with it. It's been in the uh, in the front garden. What's that? Ah, meadow sweet. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. What's that one? Yeah, needed to label that. <laughs> I'll have to check that later. But, yeah, it's, it's really easy. I mean, it looks like a fishing net, doesn't it, that you'd put in the water. But um, when I go and collect my herbs, I've got a wicker basket, a shallow basket, or I'll put these, uh, these nice vegetable bags that preserve the life of your organic vegetables in the fridge. I'll, I'll pick a few herbs and put them in these. So, you know, medicinal herbs are good. Herb teas, um, if you get a reputable... Um, herbal tea manufacturer uh, like Pucker or Dragonfly. No, just experiment with different flavours. People are quite sort of reluctant to try herbal medicines because um, they do taste unfamiliar and a, a bit more bitter sometimes, but it's what we need. You know, we need to get off the sugar. It's a... It's, uh, it's really highly addictive and not good for us. Um, and some of the herbs I've mentioned, like nettle, are, will reduce uh, blood sugar as well. I want to thank you so much um, for coming back and telling us all of this. And, and there's much more to discuss. I can definitely feel a, um, a, a what, what is it you call the, the, the topical 
the tinctures and the balms and the use of flowers. The topical stuff we put on our skin. Well, maybe I can, uh, you know, make some something that we can film. <laughs> but uh, maybe that's less excruciating than sitting here for a. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it I think it would be absolutely lovely if we could watch yeah. you making something next time. So perhaps perhaps we can talk about that um soon because we get a lot of emails from people who are saying that they're worried about what's going on within the NHS and they can't get their prescription drugs. Perhaps mm. they're on thyroxin or they're on insulin that you know they they are literally reliant on NHS medicines allopathic medicines and i think my message to those people is yes there will be distribution problems probably coming down the line and there may be changes to your prescription and if in doubt my advice would always be to consult somebody like jane because generally speaking there is an alternative um so don't be left without anything without looking at the alternatives first um jane as always i'm overwhelmed with information i think and 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 i'm the sort of person that just wants to get cracking and and, and get on and do things um so and i and i will start for sure mm. but i just want to finish as i always do uh, with you on your last word and last time you told us to invest in ourselves and i think those are very wise words what are your words this time? Over to you, Jane. Well, I suppose get some more wild food in your diet. And um, and also, if, if you've had problems with allopathic medicine, um, perhaps look in a different place to, um, you know, the thinking that made you sick in the first place may not be the best remedy for you. And you will find uh, herbalists willing to talk, have a chat with you to see if they feel they can help you, you know, for no, no charge at all, uh, just to, to discuss with you your fears and to point you in the right direction. And also we will um, notice any red flags and we'll send you straight to hospital or the GP if we feel that's appropriate because that's what we're trying to do. Jane, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your advice. I know all our viewers and listeners loved your last interview and I know that they're gonna love this one. And I'm sure we'll be speaking to you very soon and we'll be able to watch you make something. So please, if you've enjoyed this video, please send it around, share it with everybody you know. What have you got to lose? Everything's around you. It's for free. There are people like Jane who are willing and able to help advise you. Please explore more. Thank you for watching and goodbye.